Well, Ulysses, uh, it's nice to see the Tampa Bay Rays win a series and score some runs of late. Yeah, and uh, cold, windy Chicago. It started kind of badly, the road trip, but uh, I think we should all be kind of okay with the results. I agree. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Also, this Mother's Day, be sure to give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All right, as we alluded to in the cold open, Ulysses, the Rays take two of three from the Chicago Cubs in the Windy City. And me likey, they score six runs on Tuesday and eight runs on Wednesday, a five inning game on Wednesday, no less. They scored early and often as we like to say. Well, we had a Wednesday mailbag episode, which we titled, will we see a dip in race office in 2022, which debuted at midnight yes. on Wednesday. And what did the boys do? Well, let's score some runs. Uh-huh. Heck no, you're not going to see a dip. Six runs on Wednesday. Then what was it? Eight runs, you said? On, yeah, on eight Thursday? to two win on uh, Wednesday. Look at that. Wednesday night. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, good job for the boys to put some runs in. I think that was very refreshing. If we look at the at the road trip before, I want to get yeah. down into the, to the game recap. But uh, if we look at that Chicago trip and how it started with back-to-back one-run losses – and then now you're like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, you go out of Chicago 3-3. That's okay. I'll, I mean, I, I, yeah. for right now, how every other team in the AL East is is basically right there with you, I think this is a, yeah. a W. Look, I think that as we are with the sports fandom, we overreact to every pitch, every hit, every inning. Every game. And you look at the Rays playing 13 straight games. They come out of it seven and six. They're right there in the AL East. Look at the AL East standings right now. In fact, Mark Topkin had a nice little ditty in one of his articles where the Rays are actually off to a better start this year at seven and six than they were the past two seasons. Yeah. They were five and eight to start last year and six and seven to start 2020. Uh, Those two regular seasons turned out pretty well, winning 100 games last year and going 40 and 20 the year before that. So uh, let's exude a little patience here. You know I'm not a football guy, obviously. And and if you've been listening to Locked on Race, then you know that I'm not a football guy. But I did hear... You're a football guy. I'm a football guy. Exactly. Very nice. Um, I... I I think maybe like five years ago or something. This mo- I don't know if this is an old adage, uh-huh. uh, but I heard Topkin say this uh, on the radio. It's kind of like take 10 games and that's one football game. 16 games, yeah. you know, times 10, that's 160. Gotcha. 
So every 10 games, then that, how are you doing the last 10 games? That's what you're doing right now. The Rays are basically a 500 team, right? Which if everybody else is 500 in your division, you're keeping up. Yeah. It's it's kind of like uh this the speed uh, in the highway like if it says speed limit 70 well, you know let, let's you know. Yeah. Well, sometimes the speed of traffic is going 80. Mm-hmm. So you might have to, you know, keep up with that type of speed. Yeah. Are you keeping up with your division? They are so far. That's the question. Yeah. yeah. And now to play devil's advocate a little bit, uh, you would have expected the Rays to be a little bit more successful against the Athletics. And if we're, you know, looking at the schedule and really evaluating it, that September probably is not going to be very easy. So yeah. I would think you need to get off to as good of a start as you can right now before the midway point and second half of the season. Also considering. Uh, the Rays have used uh, already 21 pitchers to start the year, and they used a team record 38 last year. And we thought 38 was like, oh my gosh, that's a heck ton of a pitch, a heck ton of a lot of pitchers to be used, and it was. And now we could be on pace for breaking that mark, um, which is so, insanity. Yeah, so many guys have gone down. It's crazy. The, I mean, the bad I mean, luck. I, I mean, you know, people say BABIP. Can you take? Can you have a BABIP stat of IL guys? Because uh, the Rays would be pretty up there. Uh, Patino, Yarbrough, Boz, Torino's class now. McKay, uh, Chagua. Am I missing anybody? Fairbanks. Fairbanks. Yeah. I mean, Nick Anderson. There's a whole uh, damn yeah. pitching staff on the IL. I guess in a maybe maybe that helps the Rays in a sense of second half. You get some of those guys or most of those guys back and that, that might carry you, but who knows how effective they're going to be and how careful the Rays want to be with those guys. But for the interim, another one, two, three guys go down. Uh, you're, you're looking at who to call up. Are are you looking the independent round? Are you, are you looking overseas? Like you're, you might have to find a couple D trick ends to make this thing work. Let's say, uh, a starter. I'm not even going to say names because that, I think that would be jinxing. But like, let's say a starter right now goes down for the race. Who's the next man up? Seymour, my boy. Uh, where is he in AAA? Yeah. Okay. I guess him. Or more Phoenix Sanders. Or exactly. Are you giving more, more, more? I, it, it, yeah. Again, the depth of the race is amazing. And they've already shown it in 13, 14 games. But you got to really hope that the injuries are going to stay down for a little bit because yeah. you, if you've got guys like Chirinos coming in late June or July, Boz in June, Patino in June, well, may better be a healthy, healthy month. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, speaking of um, healthy, Blue Nile. If you, if you want to make your mom feel healthy, give her something yeah. that she'll treasure forever. Uh, with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. That wasn't the best transition, but uh, it'll make her make her feel healthy, you know, and, and more than one way to put that. Um, so, by the way, uh, Locked On Sports listeners can get $50 off $500 uh, with BlueNile.com. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Should note that. Uh, yeah. And be sure to use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. O-N. Also, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. 
Um, kind of continuing on this discussion a little bit. Before we, you do that, yes. I think the segue into Blue Nile. It was awful. It was a changeup, and people were expecting the fastball. I mean, you they were like, oh, here it is. I, I know what he's going to. Oh, I know. I know what he's coming at me. And then all the listeners were like, "What? wait, what? Blue Nile? What is this? I pulled a Jalen Beeks. You thought it was a Built Bar ad, yeah. but instead it's a, uh, yeah. Thank you for saying that name. Beeks. Your favorite. Jalen Beeks. This guy was a revelation in 2020 until he got hurt. I don't even think he got double-digit innings, but he was starting to look really good with the hiding of the ball, right. with the new setup, and then he gets hurt. Then you miss him all of 2020, basically, all of 2021. And now that he's here, he has done nothing but perform. Seven and a third innings pitched, two hits, two walks, 11 Ks. Look yeah. at this crisp whip of 0.55 in the ERA at zero. Jalen Beeks, is he the next Andrew Kittrich for the Rays? Is he the Kittrich of 2021 Ooh. for the Rays in 2022? Uh, I think that's a good point. I didn't know where you were going with that as to if he get some save opportunities. I don't know being a lefty, but I am really, really impressed. I think everybody has to be impressed by what Jalen Beeks has shown thus far in the season. And let's remember when he got hurt in 2020, which was a disastrous injury. If you go back and look at those highlights, it's like, it was very like, it still kind of crawls in my mind of, cause that was against the Red Sox. Yeah. And it was, he was pitching, he was turning a corner. It was mm -hmm. like, he's doing things well. He's not Jalen Beeks of 2018 or 2019. He's growing, he's learning, he's maturing, he's finding what works for him. Yeah. Um, so to see him, you know, deal with the, the rehab and battling back from injury and, and to, you know, really be so impressive so far this season. And you look at the numbers, they're all terrific, but the I, I kind of I like what the Rays have done with him. Where I don't know if you know coming up through the minor leagues if he was going to be a starter initially or if that's what I think so. Okay, I don't think he's a starter necessarily. I think his role is at least right now middle innings relief. Give you two three innings, get through the order once. And if you look at what he did in his past, he was more of a fastball first guy and then you know kind of throw the kitchen sink like he had I think it, he was working with five different pitches at one point now he's tapered it down to that change up that's been so good that four seam that is getting a ton of rise on it and I think he has what a, a, a cutter now too so yeah. instead of you know trying to toy with five pitches he's he's got three that he's using Two that he can really go back and forth. I mean, he throws the, throws the change up more than the fastball, which is kind of it's just, amazing. Yeah. Well, again, when when you've got something working so well, why mess around with it? And right yeah. now, his pitch um, sequence—I mean, not the sequence, but the, the usage, the usage exactly. Yeah. The the percentages uh, percentages of each pitch is working very nicely. So, no, I, I am I am super happy that. He's back. I think that's when you talk about the race depth. Like yeah. this is a guy that there that he's injured, and yeah. we talked about it on the first segment. Look at all all the other guys on the IL. Right. I mean, you could get a Nick Anderson healthy back in, in, as a trade acquisition. You could get an, a new starter in in Johnny Chirinos in July. Yeah. I, 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 it's 
you again, you have to be patient. And I know that it's very difficult <laughs> as a fandom to practice uh, patience. Yeah. But that's exactly where we are right now. The team is 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 trying to get their foot in. Uh, some guys are, are are being successful right now. I mean, I, what G-Man Choi has been done doing incredible. Wonder Franco. Yeah, I do want to talk about can we talk about that in the next segment? Can we yeah, talk let's about, talk about in that. the next segment? But let me let me say this yeah. about Jalen Beeks. Um so before he got injured in 2020, was he touching 95, 96? I don't know if I remember quite I don't that remember, velocity. No. I always thought of him as a 92, 93. 92, guy. 93 guy. Yeah, me too. That's exactly and now with that carry on the four seam. It's it's the setup. I think that yeah. the way that he now is um facing the the dish the, yeah. the way that he's preparing he's just that he's using that torque and then hiding the ball very efficiently yeah. i mean he just looks so much more confident on the mount and you started to see that a little bit in 2020 right. but right now i think it's it, it's night and day from when we actually got him yeah in that nady ovaldi trading what 2018 yeah yeah so that was I. I didn't like that version of Jalen Beeks, and I right. and I think he would. Tell it was you young too. too. Like he was what twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. I mean, twenty eight right now. Yeah, so. there's some growth. Yeah, you know, I, I I I dig what he's doing. And right what's now. great too is, um, you know, normally you say you want eight, nine, ten miles an hour difference between the the fastball and the changeup, but he doesn't really need that because there is so much of a I guess difference in verticality between yeah. the four seam rise and the down and away break of the changeup, and then he can kind of you know, mix in that cutter when he wants to, like, I guess that fastball is playing so well that I remember seeing a highlight of him throwing to Cedric Mullins, Cedric Mullins, very, very, very good yeah. hitter. Yes. All-star. Um, and he missed his spot. Beaks threw that ball right in the middle of the plate and Mullins was still lost. He still swung and missed. And you could see like Mullins cursing himself because he missed that pitch. Like if it's, if that was as center cut as could be, yeah. And you still get it by a guy like Cedric Mullins. It's pretty impressive. Again, the deception, I think it's key here. Yeah. That the way that he's hiding the ball so late that even guys as uh, uh, as good as Cedric Mullins, yeah. they're struggling with, with center cut pieces because it's very – when you can show the, the fingers on the balls that yeah. late – it's going to be very difficult for the hitter to recognize that pitch, so uh, or the pitches rather. So I'm glad that you you brought that up with Beeks and and the success that he's had and 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 the new pitch mix. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned a cutter, but before we go into the third segment, I do want to touch on a guy that we talked about while previewing the Cubs series. And now that it's done. I picked him as a dark horse for this rotation, Drew Rasmussen. Okay. The peripheral, the peripherals uh, didn't really like him last year. The yeah. whiff rate, the, the hard uh, hit contact, they, they all kind of said, nah, not buying. I bought. And boy, the Cubs made no him. No boy, no. The Cubs made him work. Man, yeah. Three innings uh, of, of work the other day. The, what was it like 80 pitches in three the, innings? The pitch count was 79. Yeah, right on point. 79. I mean, they made him work. And I I understand that he's trying that cutter. And basically, he's halved his fastball percentages of 65% from last year. Yeah. And now it's like 32 and 33%. The 32% is the the four seam. And then the other 32% is the cutter or whatever. Like, he's just basically halved it. I don't know if there's enough break on that cutter. I don't know if yeah. there's enough uh, 
of a change that he's keeping the the hitters honest. I mean, he when he gets hit, it's it gets hit hard, and most of the time the fielders are there, which kind of is, is right. nice to see. But with the bending of the shifts, with all that, yeah. You know, the, the, uh, what what's the saying? Uh, sometimes the rooster has to crow, or whatever the hell. Uh, uh, Chicken comes home to roost. That one. The yeah. chicken home comes home to roost. Not a farmer, but I gave it my best effort there. Well, that's no, I think quite frankly, he worries me sometimes. Yes. And let's remember he wasn't, I said last year that he was pitching so well in two, three inning spurts that, Hey, put him in the rotation. See how it goes. The Rays did that. And it did work out for a spell, but yeah. I think it might get to a point when the Rays actually get some of their pitchers healthy. again. That they can Jalen Beeks esque role. It just seems like look, the, the Rays were lucky that game was five innings because Raz only gave you three, and it's you, you gotta save this pitching staff some way, some <laughs> yeah. shape, or form. So being able to have a five inning game, get a W, get out of Chicago and have an off day really helps for this Rest, weekend. And resting yeah. your bullpen against uh basically for two days, yeah. You're gonna have a Red Sox series coming up, which will be t- we'll talk about it on 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 the next episode on Friday. But yeah, it, it, yeah. It, he but, gets me worried. Oh, the fastball gets hit, man. Yeah, and it's got and a good velocity. Fast- no, it, it's got to be the straightest fastball. It, it, it must be coming out of the hand and they see fastball right away because it is. It's a 98. He gets hit hard. He doesn't throw strikeouts. He gets into deep counts that he can't get out of. That's what I'm seeing. Not a lot of whiffs. Not a lot of chasing on that fast. It gets hit, man. Yeah, and that concerns me when uh, you are going to have to pitch in the AL East. You're going to have some good, good lineups. And I know I guess yeah. it's better to be a right-handed pitcher than a left-handed pitcher against some of those lineups. But, I mean, if if the Athletics are seeing it, if the Cubs are seeing it, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I I'm think. worried. I hope that uh, if we can see it as clear as day, then obviously the Rays are seeing it clear as day and they're trying to work a, a way out of it um, because it's yeah. it's obvious. He He's getting hit, and he's been very lucky so far. Right. And, and basically, the, the whole stat line from last year and to this year, it looks nice. It looks crisp. D- just but, wait till the weather heats up, too. But the, yeah, I know some people hate the, the, the eye test, but guess what? You watch a baseball game, right? Are you, if, if you disagree yeah. with this, what are you seeing from yeah. other hitters when they face Rasmussen. Is yeah. it hard hit contact? Are they whiffing? Because if you're seeing those things, if you're seeing that they're whiffing, if you're seeing that they don't make hard contact on them, then I got to tell you, you're, you got to go to the optometrist. Yeah, I, I don't see many swing and misses. No. Just like I see that Rasmussen is getting hit hard and he's not really fooling anybody. Like on the flip side, Wander Franco isn't getting fooled by anything. Like it's, he plays like it's adult softball. Like, yeah. he, okay. Um, anywhere he can hit it anywhere. Yeah. He's going to get a hit. Like he's going to go three for four. He's going to go two for five. That's what he's going to do. Like it, it's amazing, which we will touch on. Uh, I do want to ask a question though. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about putting a bet Ooh. that Jalen Beeks will garner a save this year. I know that okay. might not be his best role, but I think there might be a place to go do that. And you would be correct. Okay. And that would be betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league 
baseball season. Bet online is your continued source for your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Have you done esports competitions ever? Uh, can't say that I have. I'm not that great at video games, nonetheless, and I can't even. I, I don't consider that a sport. Okay, that's a good topic for another so, day. Yeah. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. You know, Kevin. Yeah. I think you might have uh, gotten some people upset by saying that esports is not actually sports because it's an activity. It's a game, but it's not a sport. I mean, it's not a. Yeah, I, I mean, where what? Where's our definition of sports going? I, you know, you know what? Brushing my teeth is that a sport now? I literally, I literally. Oh my god! I, <laughs> I, I go farther than you. I think on the what yeah. is not a sport. I don't consider NASCAR a sport. Driving a car is golf a sport? Golf I know you like a, golf. But it's an athletic movement. Yeah, when you're having a course light and you're driving on a go kart, like okay, it, I mean, if we want to go tit for tat with baseball, you can chew tobacco and and you know swing I don't a bat. Know. I don't know. You can eat popcorn and you know, and then get plastered yeah, for the next too. three days and then become a whole yeah oh, popcorn memories of October 2021. Anyway, you know who was in that 2021 bench? I don't know if he was eating popcorn, but he definitely should be eating some popcorn right now. And that's Wander Franco, baby. Oh, my. Dude, this guy is unbelievable. He's like an esports character. He is a video game. His life is a video game right now. Hitting is not that easy. It's the most difficult thing to do in all of sports. And this guy is just shooting doubles as yeah. a lefty to, to left field, a righty going up as well, showing some pop in Chicago. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing what he's able to, to, to do on, on the baseball field every day. Oh, and let's also remember he's 21 years old in 51 days, and he has 82 regular season games to his name. Dude couldn't buy a beer two months ago. Yeah. And he barely can now. Like, he's absolutely going to have to get carded everywhere. Yeah, you he get goes. carded if you're Wander. And I don't know. Look, Topkin wrote another article about the greatness of Wander Franco, which I agree with completely. But then he's like, you know, some of the, the negative things on Wander, he only has one home run and he's not walking. Like, okay, that's what you're, you're going to put that in the story. All right. Wow. <laughs> Like, tough, tough guy to impress over here. I mean, He's only uh, 21 and fourth in MLB, all in MLB and average, tied for first in hits, tied for first in doubles. And quite frankly, I'd rather see what Wander is doing. Don't try to sell out for power. Go no. gap to gap. Yes. Go to, honestly, I think it's just as enjoyable as seeing him hit a home run, like crushing a home run, as you know, seeing him take a 95 fastball up and away and, and pounding it down the line the other way. He is a dynamic player. Why do you want to take that away? Because he's now launching angle bombs. Yeah. No, give me the doubles. Give me the triples. I, he's that kind of guy. He's the dynamic spark plug, His, except that he's yeah. not a spark plug that you buy for $8.99 in Walgreens. It's the one that's so fancy. It comes with like gadgets and crap. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it's $150. You're like, yes. Yes. Buy some $150 um, spark plug. He's going to hit over 300 this year, right? Yes. There's no way that a guy – I mean, I know 14 games or 13 no, games. No, no, no. I, I think, like, it's not – It's not 
I would almost say th- at least 315. At least 315. I know our prop at is 310, so I'm okay with keeping it at 310. But yeah, I mean, he looks amazing right now. But again, nobody, nobody, nobody ever looks as good as when they're doing well. Yeah. And nobody ever looks as bad as when they're doing horribly. So, but I don't think Wander's ever going to go through those big slumps. I mean, he went through it as a 20 year old starting the league. I know you were start literally, Ulysses, he was starting the league. I know, but everybody goes through horrible months and he's going to have a, 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 a month where he's down. Maybe down for Wander is a yeah. 230 average and everything else is going yeah. to be a 350. So then he ends up having a 310, 315 average. But I mean, even Bryce Harper has horrible yeah. slumps. So. But I. But here's the difference: Wander Franco doesn't strike out, and he has such a line drive approach. I think I don't know if you've seen like his expected batting average; it's insane. Yeah. So I don't even see him getting like babbitt. Like I, I see I him. Okay, maybe yeah, he's gonna have an O for four game, but he can't, he he can't. He's Look, not going to have a Brandon Lau s slump. I don't see that. I don't see that. No. Be- I mean, also yeah, different different bad um yeah. uh, approach and and the the hit the the eye and hand coordination the quickness of the hands the pitch recognition like he doesn't get full no he does not get full it's every like, yeah. bat is much watched it, must yeah. watch and i'm not a must watch bait like i look full disclosure i usually tune in for a couple innings tune out go, but if wander franco's up i try to drop everything you have to. Yeah. It's must-watch. If you're a baseball fan and you're missing Wander Franco at bats, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, the guy is unreal. And yes, I agree with you that he is never going to have a long period of 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 not producing at the yeah. plate because of all the skills that he has. He will go dry. That well will go dry yes. every year for some time. But the but the best thing that it comes from some certain type of players and I'm going with Miggy as an example is that they know they're good. Yeah. And, and, and they know that the plate discipline is so good. The hand, it doesn't, you can be over four for a while, but that doesn't just go out the window. You know, those guys are just made different. And Wander Franco right now is showing everybody that, it's basically softball for him right now. It's um, again, if the Rays give a guy 180 plus million dollars at the low end, with you add in incentives, it could be 200 plus million dollars. <laughs> they know, like I am blown away, and I'm already willing to like fill out the Hall of Fame ballot right now. <laughs> like I know it's super early; it's only been 82 watching him transcendent talent i mean like there's guys that are oh yeah they're they're good players they're they're really good players they're all-stars he could be and may be well on his way to being a legend and establishing himself as a legend and putting himself in the conversation of those juan soto's tatis flag like yeah before the end of the season we're gonna be his name is gonna be thrown into that group i would think whenever they have a a um an ad showing acuna soto tatis vladdy um, Wander's going to be making those rounds as well, but not, not by the end of the season. I mean, he should, but I'm saying in the 2022, yeah. uh, uh, off season, yeah. you're going to see Wander Franco having that type of spotlight. And what's for sure. really impressive. Well, not just impressive, but what gives me so much confidence and it probably absolutely gives the race so much confidence is how much he loves the game. 
and yes. enjoys the game and plays hard, maybe to his detriment. We're you know running out every ground ball, but he's 21. He can he can handle it. The the work ethic is there. You've mentioned this. Like some guys, they just have they have that natural ability, but are they willing to put in that work day in and day out and get better? And Josh Saley didn't have it. Yeah. He could throw coins at yeah. people. But the thing is, like I think Wander Franco, he might be the most talented player I've ever seen in a raised uniform, and he also has the work ethic to back it up. I'm going to tell you something that you know how how I think Evan Longoria is oh, yeah. one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he gives me the same type of of reminisce yeah. feelings of watching this guy. Like where where you know go go back to your 08 till 2013 days yeah. and seeing Longo, and then you're like, oh man, it's going to be a Hall of Famer kind of guy. Like oh, he yeah. can do it all. That's the same kind of feeling I'm having with Wander. Every time at the at that, I'm watching it. Every time he feels something, I'm watching. I feel I yeah. I always am expecting really good things, and usually, usually they come true. Yeah. That's insane for baseball because if you're a Hall of Famer, every seven every every out of every ten, seven will be outs, and you're a Hall of Famer. It's and the guy just seems to exceed yeah. expectations yet and yet again. It's been. Again, only 13 games. You can put in the comments that we're overreacting, and you would be right. Yeah. However, I think this is going to keep going. Is he going to hit 400? No. But I think he's going to have a really solid season. I said in the beginning, over 310 for batting average. Yeah. And I am expecting I am expecting a five-war season from, 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 from Franco. And I, honestly, oh, I'm expecting like a seven. And I've said that before, too. All-star game. Yeah. He's going. Uh, does he get more than 200 hits this year? I mean, he's leading the he's league chase, right now. Yeah, yeah I mean... He, he, by the way, he's had 101 hits in his first 82 games. 304 batting average, 843 OPS. That's stupid. 25 doubles, 6 triples. It's video games. It's esports yeah. stuff. See, that's the difference between Wander and not to... I mean, we know what type of player Evan Longoria was and is, but Evan Longoria never hit 300 in a season. Nope. And quite often, he would strike out more than 100 times. Yep. Wander Franco ain't striking out more than a hundred times. And I would be hard pressed to find at least what I've seen right now. in his first, you know, half season in the bigs combined. Um, I don't see him hitting below, a, you know, 290, 285 in a season. Let's hope so. Let's hope yeah. so. I mean, he's been very fun to watch and I, I, I can't wait to see him at the trop in that yeah. Red Sox series, which we will talk about on Friday's yes, episode. Yes, we here. will. Um, Wander. You can uh, give us money on the side for uh, that soliloquy we gave you. You have it. You have it at your disposal. So no, you. He is. He's been amazing. He's yeah. been amazing so far. And no, he's not going to hit 400, but he's going to hit well over 300. Yeah. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday. 